0: Welcome back. This is Women Making Moves, where we celebrate the moves that women are making. Today, we have Dia Smith-Taylor, a dear friend of mine for many years. Dia Smith-Taylor, aka Dia Direct, is an author, producer, media personality, and certified life coach in social and emotional intelligence. As the executive producer of the Superpower podcast, it's Superpower Her podcast, love it, and the creator of the Super Self-Care Power Summit, She champions self-care and emotional wellness. Most recently, she launched her nonprofit, The Super Self-Care Project, designed to empower women in challenging life transitions with tools to enhance self-care and overall wellness via content, events, and services. As the former national senior producer for the American Heart Association, Dia is the creator of their podcast network, which now boasts 16 shows under its belt and over 1 million downloads. Dia is also the former senior content producer for the nationally syndicated Tom Joyner Morning Show, which reached 8 million listeners daily for almost 10 years. Dia remains committed to creating life-changing content, speaking to my soul. As a former Miss Black USA, Dia is a celebrated and sought-after speaker and mentor. However, she is no stranger to pushing through and overcoming drama and trauma. Her personal motto is, make your pain pay you back. Love it. If it happened to you, then make it also happen for you. Yes. Dia has written four books. Most recently, you're successful, but are you okay? Real self-care strategies to preserve your sanity and get you through the workday, which released in early 2023. Dia, welcome. Amy, let me
1: tell you, you can read my bio any day. I I feel motivated. (laughs)
0: You motivate me. Oh my gosh. It's like, it's, um, you know, Dee and I had such a, an amazing conversation prior to hitting record. And she's, I'm always elated that you're you're doing so much. You always have like at least two or three more things that you worked on since the last time we spoke. So it's beautiful.
1: Well, thank you. You know how it is when you're, when you're in progress, you don't always see it. So sometimes it's nice to have that mirror <laughs> and other people to kind of just, you know,
0: recognize because, you know, we're in progress over here in progress in progress indeed so what moves are you excited about making right now you obviously just launched a book uh let's talk about that but also any other moves that are coming because I know there are a lot for you I know well so you know when you when you put
1: content out there in the world you know I always tell people yes creating the book is extremely challenging I think the hardest part is always the marketing you know what I mean because now you've got to show you know to everyone else why what you're working on is so important. And so in doing that, um, with the book, I'm also creating ancillary, um, products to, to support the book. So for instance, uh, the journal just came out last week. Um, so I'm excited about that and I'll follow up and do, um, a devotional to the book. And then I'll also do the audio version of the book because everybody doesn't read or comprehend or Um, you know, receive information in the same way. So that's one of the plan for the book. And then to add on to that, I just came out with my first candle, which I'm really excited about. Um, So it's not totally public yet because I'm just, you know, working on a few more um, branding things for it. But um, it's it's a well-looked candle. It's a signature scent that is all natural. um, And all of the elements of the candle um are to enhance your well-being right so you all the scents were you know curated specifically for the purposes of um energizing you and you know increasing your your mood um or elevating your mood um it can even elevate your um focus
0: and sexual appetite what?
2: hey i know right <laughs>
0: I'm gonna have those burning down in my office miles and they're like, what are you doing down there? Um, can I be a first like can I be a first purchaser of these candles? Send me a link. I wanna get oh, these Yeah, I will. As soon as soon as the please. link is up. Yes, <laughs> Um, so the book is called the book. We keep we keep saying the book, the, the book is called You're Successful But Are You Okay. What do you yeah. mean by that? And so
1: just to add on to it, the subtitle is A real self-care strategies to preserve your sanity in the, in the workday. So yes, we, we know it's clear on, you know, what there, what steps there are to potentially be successful, especially when it comes to in the workplace. Um, But just because you know what to do or you're in the midst of all the doing, it doesn't mean that your being is okay. What do I mean by that? A lot of people are working wounded
2: hmm. oh a lot of
1: us are working and we're unwell, and we're taking care of everybody else's business but our own Does that make sense?
0: It is I'm writing down literally you probably heard my pen click uh working wounded oh, I may call this episode that if you will, if you don't mind working a lot of us are working wounded yeah let yeah. that fit in that sink yeah. in yeah that hurts my heart like i feel that yeah it's 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 like
1: you're in a room full of people even if it's on zoom um and there's air in the room that you're in but you're not breathing
2: properly
1: you're not being seen by all these people fully your voice is not fully heard um you there, you're performing, but they have no idea how much pain you're in.
2: And every time a new assignment, every time you get um, uh, sent, you know, a shift in a change, even though you've been
1: working on something forever, it's not about not being flexible. It's like being blindsided by work that you didn't even know That you were supposed to be doing and, you know, being gaslit at work Mm -hmm. (laughs) and Um. just all the shifts and the changes and, you know, in the name of leadership who, you know, Mm -hmm. just because you have a title doesn't make you a good leader because nobody would follow you if they didn't have to get this paycheck. Like... Other than that, they don't actually believe in anything that's being done. And so when your soul and your spirit is doing this day after day and coming out of a traumatic situation like COVID, yes, it may be over in terms of the emergency, but the lingering effects are still with us. And it's not just with us mentally and emotionally, it's also in our bodies because what we think and how we feel also is in our bodies. And if we don't find ways to get it out, then it will internalize in ways that we don't even know. And I always use a a phrase about, you know, how we leak. But I heard something else recently that I think uh, says it a little differently, which is when you, let's say, explode or are triggered um, personally or professionally, and you Um, may communicate or um, emote in a way that you didn't even know you were going to do or that you're afterwards, you're not proud of yourself because of how you responded to a situation. It's it's usually not
2: that thing that triggered you as much as it is that you were already cracked. Mm -hmm. And they're just little
1: cracks that keep happening. And there are cracks in our foundation, but in the name of performing, working, being successful, we keep going and we ignore the foundation until it gets, you know, that last thing that's, you know, that last straw. And it's like the foundation breaks and either that foundation is you. And, and, and that's what I like to share, you know, is that, It's in the best interest of an organization, company, to invest in the well being of your people because your people are the foundation of the business. And if the foundation is not solid, it's a problem. And everybody around you, those you love, like, or don't, will suffer in some way, um, but mostly you will, because even if you're still doing good work, It won't be great,
2: and if you do good work but you're not being good to yourself, how is that good? Right?
0: Wow, I'm floored right now. That was that was gorgeous, and I love that you were use the word perform. There's a lot of kind of mid year reviews happening right now across the workplaces, and it's about your performance review. Isn't that interesting that that's that word used? Because to your point, it's like you're performing. It's it, it's how you're performing. It's like and and what I learned about performance, when we think about the word perform, and I'm gonna do what is that called? with um um semantic satiation? When you say a word over and over again, it loses its meaning. But um anyway, so when you perform, you're wearing a mask, you're wearing a makeup, you're wearing a character, and so <clears throat> it hits home to me all the things that you're talking about, especially as it relates to performing, because you're you're putting on a show.
2: Mhm. Mhm. You know, I
1: I um in the beginning I don't want to give it away, but I'll I'll give you uh a clue into one of those performances and I share it in the book which was very hard for me to share and admit um but once I you know it's the thing once you once you expose the truth it gets easier. And then you realize it's not, it's not as big of a deal as you thought it was. Um, But I shared this story of what happened to me one day on a Zoom because um, I thought it was relatable and most people could, um, you know, some version of it they can relate to. And the long short of it is that I was, you know, up to perform, to present and um, in the midst of the pandemic and um, I had to go to the bathroom, Amy. (laughs)
2: As we,
1: I was, I was waiting on my turn, and it just was never coming. And we and we literally went from one meeting to the next meeting, like it was literally like click off of this Zoom, go to the next Zoom, go from Zoom, go to Teams, and it was just like back to back. And some of these were with the same people, but on different topics, and maybe you know one or two other sprinklings of different people or whatever. And it's just like this can't be right. <laughs> This can't be life. This can't be right. Like, how is this what we're doing? To the point where I didn't have time to go to the bathroom. (sighs) And I wanted to, you know, be on and perform. Um, And so it finally got to the point where I was like, okay, you know, it's menopause time, child. You can't wait. You can't hold things like you used to. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, I've been in the media, you know, most of my career. I know the basics and you don't have to be media to know it. I just say it to, to overemphasize the fact that I should know better than to do certain things like go into the bathroom with my computer or to place it in certain places. But I was in a state of emergency. So I didn't even place it like in a safe place. But I did turn off my camera and my audio. Um, but what I did not realize, speaking of triggering, is that when I put it down, when it hit the floor, that, that, we, could, we could dissect this. When it hit the floor, right? Like we do. When it hit the floor, the cameras came on, and guess what it did? It exposed me oh while God. I was using the bathroom.
0: Oh, dear.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: And so all I knew, because I'm in my mind, I've done all the right things, and then on the other side, I hear uh, colleagues saying,
2: "Dia, Dia, we see you." I'll stop right there. Wow. Yeah. Are, are you okay? <laughs> no. <laughs> well, sure. I
1: am now. So, right. so, oh. I, so I go through and I kind of take you through all the changes that I went through in that moment. Just imagine, right? Mm-hmm. Horrified.
2: Right. Um,
1: and uh, it wasn't the most pleasant sight to see, let me tell you. And um, and then I, I I had to get back on that on that Zoom call, and so I talk about what I did, how I was able to do it, uh, why I got back on. Um,
2: But ultimately, the lesson is what I want to share. I realized that if you are so busy doing business that you cannot take care of the basic needs, your own basic needs, then how is that success? No, I was not okay. No,
0: no.
2: Um, but that 's another
1: example of me making my pain pay me back by exposing it by owning it and using it to help other people um, push through and work through their own pain because I believe that everything that you go through um, or that happens to you can happen for you um, when you 're able to go through your your healing process, look at it, give it perspective and now i 'm talking about it on a national level um. And even international, because the book is selling internationally, and I'm exposing myself yet again, but I own the narrative. And that was also important to do. Right. Because it was always hanging over my head as sure. a shortcoming, as a thing that people could whisper about. Well, you can't whisper about me if I tell about myself.
2: All the power is gone.
0: What if what if in that moment that um, you know, so that strikes me, that story, and thank you for sharing, that story strikes me as in that moment, those people are are those people who are whispering, those people are who are like they're not they've forgotten how to like human, like humanity and, and, and like and dignity and saying like If I were on that call and I was in some way a leader of yours, I would have said, are you okay? Like literally that would have been my first thought, not judgment, not criticism, not like all this. It's like, oh my gosh, we have created a culture where people don't feel like they can go to the bathroom, like, you know, when they need to, it's like, so you bring up a, so everyone buy the book that I can't wait to read this. And I feel like it's going to be very triggering for me too, because that's all I, that's all I endured in corporate world is that everyone was always rushing around and it's like I haven't gone to the bathroom that was like this that was like the party line I haven't gone to the bathroom in six hours it's like oh my gosh what are we doing like and no one and everyone kind of chuckles about it It, it's like
1: celebrating because it becomes the norm that's
0: not okay though that's like it's not okay it's not okay no it's not not. And so I will always say like does anyone need to go to the bathroom I would say that at the beginning of my calls let's take 10 minutes let's all go to the bathroom you know so um oh, wow. So hopefully in the in the next uh, question I'm going to ask is about your last passion post unforgiveness. Um I hope that you found forgiveness for yourself like from that time cuz I I sensed the way you felt in that moment and um what is unforgiveness and tell us about it. Yeah. So I didn't even plan
1: on talking about Unforgiveness in the book, but I was on the last chapter, which is called Heal and Be Happy. And I realized um, in writing it that there were some things that I was dealing with that I needed to, you know, that I was working through um, around unforgiveness, even from a professional perspective. Um, But also in that journey and in the research, recognizing that holding on to energy where you feel like you have been done wrong and that you were helpless and hopeless in a situation will cause you to hold bitterness and resentment against the people who you feel have held you hostage in some way or hurt you or offended you in some way and when you and so that is unforgiveness when you hold on to the energy of how that person made you feel, and you put up a wall to um, almost as a form to protect yourself, but also to use against them. Um, and so it's it's a it's a form of protection, really. When we when we have unforgiveness in our in our hearts, um, we're trying to protect ourselves, but we're also with that wall holding in. And onto that energy. And then that person or that situation is living rent free in your head. And as long as it's there, do you know, like, There are people you don't like. There are situations that happen. There are people who have done you wrong and you find yourself having flashbacks or every time you talk about them, you can feel your blood pressure go up and it's like you're reliving it again. And it just works you up and you're still holding on to what they did and how they did it and how they made you feel and how that was wrong. And it's all true. But there has to be a process in which As true as it is, we have to release it. It has to come out in some way. And if it's in your head and you're holding on to it, it's going to impact your ability to um, think as clearly, to be as creative, right? Because you're holding on to something that can become an emotional and mental cancer. And then from your head, it goes into your heart, right? And then it goes through your body. And so when stuff happens to you, you know, as women, we hold it inside of us. Um, and so some of us hold it, you know, in our upper body, some of us hold it in our bellies, um, but it goes somewhere. And so those things, you know, it it, it affects you at a cellular level. And, and I realized that, in order to really heal and be happy, you've got to find a process to not only let it go, but then the more research I, I did, I realized that not only is it making us sick um, emotionally, but there's science behind it that shows how it can have a direct impact on your body, you know, with the high blood pressure, you know, and all these different things that it can do to you, Um And so it's really preventing you from moving forward, which is the goal. And so you don't really forgive people
2: because they deserve it. You forgive them because you do.
0: How does unforgiveness correlate into some of the things? And you don't have to use the example we just talked about. How does unforgiveness play into some of the things that really tough things that have happened? um, We don't say to you, for you over your over your life. Sure.
2: So,
1: okay. We'll take like love relationships. Like the, I wrote a book called um, soft is the new power and one of the um, embracing your feminine edge to win in love and life. And the reason why I talk, I actually talk about hurt and unforgiveness a little bit in that book, because we often have that experience in love relationships. And a lot of times, um, and I give the example of like professional women um, who are always chasing, you know, the The dream and, you know, and professionally yeah. don't often make room for the personal relationship and don't know how to make the shift in terms of the energy, right? Because it's, a, it's, a, it's energetic in that way, like you're a boss, you're this, you're that and the other. How does that look um, when you're trying to show another side of yourself to attract the opposite sex, right? So, but the point that I was making is that Once you get to a certain point, I found that a lot of my peers um, and myself, because I've been married and divorced before, were also at the time struggling with, okay, we've got the house, we've got the salary, we've got the this, but nobody to share it with. And that's where that example about the wall came through. It's like people were, when you've been hurt or quote-unquote failed at something, like a relationship, um, you want to protect yourself. And you're never going to let somebody do that to you again, sort of a thing.
2: And one of the things that I realized and now teach is that the forgiveness is of yourself first and foremost, because a lot of times we judge ourselves because I can't believe
1: I allowed that to happen. I didn't see the red flags, all of those things. And as a result, Again, that wall goes up because you don't want to ever let somebody do that to you again. But the same thing that you're blocking out is the same thing that blocks you from getting what you want. Mm -hmm. And so part of the forgiveness process is, A, inviting yourself to be a human being who doesn't always get it right, Right. Um, to use use that test as a testimony, right? Like learn from it. And that's really the key of anything that we go through is if it happened to you, um, why did it happen? What can I learn from this? What role did I play in this? Um, And then recognizing that if you did learn from it, and by the way, you don't really know if you learn from anything unless you're tested. Right. It's like in school. You do all the studying. Right? The trials and tribulations that we go through in life, it's like studying. Um, but the only way to know if you really learn something from what you've been studying is you have to be tested on it, which means there might be counterfeits or situations that come back that test you. Sometimes we pass that test, sometimes we don't. If we don't pass the test, then a lot of times we don't trust ourselves. Mm-hmm. So the the long answer to your question is that it's the self-forgiveness first. And then recognizing that that when you have learned from it, trusting that you've learned from that. And not holding on to all the things that went wrong, but also holding on to the lessons and using those lessons to help build you up and to go to the next level, not to stay stuck and allow yourself to be defined by the thing that happened. Otherwise, the thing that happened or the person that was
2: a part of that thing happening, they're winning. And you're losing.
0: And it's going to come back around again, right? Because you didn't learn from it. <laughs> right. Which means you're going to keep
1: being tested.
0: Yeah.
1: So, so, the real, so the goal is to pass the test, not to avoid life, not to avoid feeling. And that's yeah. what we do. We, we want to go numb. We don't want to feel it. How much more pain can I take? I can't take this anymore. I don't want to feel nothing. So I'm going to just close myself off. I'm going to block all these people because I'm not going to give anybody room and space to hurt me again. But that's not also allowing yourself to live a full life. And then at what point do you trust your, do you realize, hey, I'm not that girl anymore. I can do this. And then you got to try it and work through it. And you'll learn more about yourself in the process, but you'll also grow and get better. And you'll also have antennas. You'll see things differently because you're seeing with different eyes. You know more than you knew before. So you'll see the red flags coming from them, from yourself, right? You'll feel it in your body. You'll know what that is. Like, ah, ah, I probably need to take a break. Oh, I need, I don't need this in this email. Ah, I need to have a quiet day because you now know, the triggers, you know, the red flags. And so you can move differently and be more strategic and tactical in your approach to how you do life or business, because you have more information than you did before.
0: I love what you said about your antenna peaks. That's what I always say when I, something will happen, whether someone, it's actually someone's energy or something. They'll say, my antenna goes up (laughs) and I'm like, Ooh, Hmm something something's amiss and it's I'm so exquisitely proud of myself because I now listen to her when when you know and I'm like oh something's up okay let me assess real quick and move based on what I'm feeling and um, that's going to lead me into my last question for you for those people um, and this is this is you know I, I serve women um, specifically but for anyone who both gets it and doesn't get it. And when I talk when I when I think about it I'm thinking about the working wounded. Um for those who are aware that they're working wounded what would you say to them? And for those who are not aware that they're working wounded what would you say to them?
2: On a practical level I would say control the controllables. If you're aware that you're working wounded uh, well whether you're aware or not. Okay. This is, this is a tool. Okay.
1: And I share this, um, as, 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 as such in the book, which is the power three M's. It's really how you begin your morning. That's the one thing that you can do to control your day, how you show up in your day. And before you ever look at an email, before you uh, respond to anything, before you work on your to-do list. Your power three M's are
2: motivation, meditation, and movement. All day, you're going to need to pour out. So before you start
1: pouring out to other people, what are you listening to or watching or reading that is pouring into you? to help give you fuel for your day. You would not continue to drive well. Some women do, especially drive our cars on empty, but there are repercussions to that, right? That's where the cracks come in that that we talked about earlier. So start your day by filling yourself up. Uh, Mm -hmm. Coffee, tea, food, and motivation, right? Uh, Then um, meditation. And this is in no particular order, by the way. It's about what works for your life. Um, but getting still enough, you know, for me, that looks like being mindful as I drink coffee in the morning and sitting by the window and just not gulping my coffee and rushing through, but like smelling it, mm-hmm. enjoying it, allowing myself to have a cup of Joe and allowing it to, you know, Wake me up to my day and like welcome myself to the day. um, And, you know, having gratitude and, you know, just being with myself, because here's the thing, your body, your mind, your spirit has to also wake up before you start performing. Mm, yes. But we don't really take that time or give ourselves that grace. We just go into go mode versus like. Allow yourself. What is your process? What makes you feel good and alive so that you're in a position to, like, go and perform? And so the, the, the last part, of course, is movement, which is, um, you know, moving your body in the way that serves you well. I'm, I'm a walker. I love I love walking in the mornings or stretching, um, but waking up your body to the day Um, and allowing, you know, the flow to happen to your brain, to your body, from your head to your toe and, um, and all of that, you know, walking in particular for me, especially outside is because you get those good endorphins, you know, it's good for you, you know, getting that vitamin D, all those things help you with your mood when you move your body and you feel refreshed and you're alive. So if you can take care of you and that might mean for some people because everybody's dynamics is different if that means you have to get up earlier aren't you worth it
2: mm-hmm.
1: versus waking up in a frenzy the first thing you're doing is turning on social media or your email and the first so if your first thing you're doing in the morning is waking up to somebody else's energy
2: that doesn't even know you or love you yes they don't even care how you're doing they didn't say good morning nothing That's a little
1: bit too much power for them to be invading your world like that. And by the way, shifting your whole mood of the day, because if you're on Instagram and you're looking at somebody who's, you know, on a cruise right now that you wish you were on, or if you're looking at an email about a deadline that you didn't even know you had at 7 a.m. in the
0: morning, come on, that shifted your whole energy. Like, take your day back. Yes, It reminds me of like, you're not going to stress me out on my phone. (laughs) That's (laughs) okay. This, what, and well, I love what you said about like, how do you wake up? I wake up to like um, dog wags in my face, and it's the best way to wake up ever. Um, And I love also what you said about for those, whether you realize you're working wounded or not, it's like taking a moment of gratitude that you woke up. Number one, number two, that you have clean air to breathe, Um, especially, you know, that's been very, with the canadian fires happening in the northeast and um some people are not waking up with clean air um being able to put your feet on the ground some people aren't able to walk like there's just mm-hmm. like and if you take a moment and i i I've, I've talked to some of those people that are in just a frenzied survival mode and they're like nah that's all that's all bs okay okay that's going to catch up with you and i can't fix that for you, but at some point you're going to get what I mean. And, um, it might be too late for you in terms of your body might force you to just stop, you know? So, oh, Dia. Okay. So getting ready to wrap up, where can we find you? Everywhere
1: at D E Y A direct on social. And my website is DIA
0: How do I buy the latest book, but also all of your books? So I have a products page on my
1: website, but everything is also on Amazon.
0: Perfect, perfect, perfect. Okay. And I'll make sure to um, put all four titles of Dia's books in the show notes for today. So again, you're going to find Dia at anywhere on social at Dia Direct and also her website, DiaDirect.net, which has a products page with all of her four books, but also Amazon. And uh, this has been another great. Episode of Women Making Moves. Dia, any closing remarks?
1: Uh, just thank you, Amy. I'm so proud of all the moves that you're making, and for every woman, woman and person who's listening, I want them to know that they can make their pain pay them back too, and that, um, and that they should keep moving. Right, keep moving in a way that serves you well, not just moving for the sake of moving, but move or remove in a way that serves you well.